Hey there, and welcome to Blazing the Path, hosted by Rob Hetherington. This is a Portland Trailblazers podcast by a fan for the fans. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Blazing the Path. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Grizz and Grind, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, and X's and O's NBA Breakdown, plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Welcome, everyone, to Blazing the Path, a Portland Trailblazers podcast, hosted by yours truly, Rob Hetherington, and now Joel Lincoln of Portland, Oregon. What's going on, Joel? Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. Excited to get started here. Dude, we got us, we got us a co-host, 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 man. I've been talking to him. He knows the Blazers. Uh, today for you, we got a lot in store. Just simply discussing Terry Stott's starting lineup, and he plans. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, but to start the preseason, or just during. Uh, no, this will be once the season gets rolling. He had a okay, there their first, first press conference this morning. So we got Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, who's the small forward. They got Derek Jones Jr. to start right now, and he thought maybe because Rodney Hood's coming back off of his injury, so he's going to be on a minutes restriction for He didn't say how long um, an article I was reading on The Athletic, but so they thought James Jones Jr. or, yeah, Derek Jones Jr., excuse me, um, would be in that position, and then Covington and Nurk to finish out the starting five. Elite, man. We were joking around. I was joking around. Joel thought I was being serious because it was kind of confusing how I texted him, but I was like, Derek Jones Jr. most improved, Rocco, just hyping him up, dude. Like this, this is an elite lineup at the very least, especially on the yeah. defensive end. They were talking about the Clippers last year shutting people down, and they didn't really with Paul George, surprisingly as well as they thought they would. And uh, this looks like a lineup that's actually going to hold it, hold it this year, hold its value. Yeah, I, I think you owe a lot, of, a lot of credit to Neil O'Shea for making the moves, and I don't know if you saw Dame's comments um, talking about how. This offseason, him and Neil O'Shea, the GM, were really talking. He was, you know, really wanted them to go for it. They obviously made the playoffs on the last handful of years in a row. Western Six Conference seven, was a couple at, years at least. ago. Yeah. And so he was just talking. I was reading his comments before we hopped on, just talking about how they're, they're really going for it this year. And I think a lot of credit to Neil O'Shea, um, trading those draft picks, getting Covington, and bringing together, kind of filling those holes. Um, you were talking how much – you love their lineup, and there's really not a bad player on the roster. No, no. And they're all from power schools, too, except Damon. Um, I think – where did Anthony play? He just came right out of high school, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I believe he was IMG Academy or maybe yes. prep school. Don't quote me there. No, no, I think you're right. Um, This is – I mean, this line – this is the death lineup, bro. <laughs> I mean, Damian Lillard averages 1.5 – 1.15 points per possession on pick and rolls, I believe. And that was last season, most of it without Nurkic. Wild numbers, man. And Nurkic is Nurkic on the pick, you're not getting by him, bro. He's a tank. He's the Bosnian beast. You ever hear the story about his dad? No, what what's that story? His dad is over three hundred pounds and he once beat up like multiple 
criminals as a police officer at once. Like, I think it was like three plus. He just took them all on. Yeah, in Bosnia, bro. Okay. They're, they're wild, yeah. there. I mean, yeah, no, I think. Oh, go ahead. We were talking. Um, man, I think, you know, and then Metal coming with that second unit, that's, I mean, Dude. that's a really, really, that's a Hall of Fame and player he's, coming And he's happy to start, he's happy to be a second unit player for the first time. He's usually pissed when that happens. But this is the first year where he's say. like, all right, I'm old. <laughs> well, I think he sees the value in it. I think he, that, you know, I think that's a big step showing that that's a positive sign because getting those veterans on every championship team, there's somebody that sacrifices a role, whether absolutely. It, Know, anytime you're bringing together talent, people are going to have a have a limited role, or things are going to change. And I think that's a big, big nod to Carmelo. I think he's dangerous coming off that second unit, playing off the ball, um, and then when Rodney Hood's in the starting line, or excuse me, Gary Trent Jr. then to fill that out with CJ's probably your primary ball handle. I think that's going to be really hard. I mean, that's a very, very competitive second lineup. That's not even mentioned. Zach Collins coming back from an injury. Um, you know, I was. As a Blazer fan, you know, coming through, been here now for five, six years. And, you know, Dame, when I got here, people were talking about how good he was. And to see his progression over the last six years, he's really worked himself into that elite, elite lineup. Um, and with his salary being what it is, I thought, once again, I thought Neil O'Shea did a really good job of working around the cap. Um, obviously, anytime you're sending those draft picks with Trevor Ariza, um, yeah, you know, those are valuable, valuable. The contracts continue to go up and who knows what's going to happen with the cap. Um, so I'm very, as a guy that lives in Portland, I'm really excited. Hopefully we'll eventually get fans at the game. Um, I think it's going to be extremely competitive. I think, you know, this Absolutely, is the year that man. Moda center is going to be buzzing if they can get fans back. Dude, mm-hmm. this is like, we're looking at a team. Like I haven't felt this way about the Blazers since when they, when Dame hit that buzzer beater against the Rockets, I thought they were going to the finals that year. Um, the year against Golden State, I knew they weren't going to the finals just because they didn't have Nurk. But you look back at some of the shots he's hit. Okay, I, I got to say the year he hit that shot against Russ, that's up there too, of course. Probably, I was with my buddy that's a Thunder fan, and uh, he, just, he just picks up the blanket and throws it on the ground. He goes, what? <laughs> and I just, nothing compares to that. And then uh, back in the day when he was hitting buzzer beaters, but I've been I've been going back to the Brandon Roy days in 2K. Um, I edited it so it's the all-time team. I think it's uh, the 09-10 or like maybe 10-11 Blazers when they had Odin, Lamarcus, Andre Miller, um, all those guys, and of course Brandon Roy. I like the nostalgia that brings is so cool because I didn't really like start being a Portland fan until they got Dane. And then when I go back and look at that, it's nostalgic for me because I grew up watching Dame. And then around like 2018, I got into the Brandon Roy highlights. So it's still technically nostalgia for me because I've, I've always loved Brandon Roy since I knew about him. I'm also mad young at 21. So you got to cut me some slack for jumping on the Portland team hype um, so late in the game. It's not because they're good. It was because I loved, dude, the death lineup of Dame, Wesley Matthews, Batum, Aldridge and honestly I can't name their center from that time because he wasn't that great but it was probably um it eludes me do you know who their center was back in the day I don't I've only lived Dude, I think it was Chris Billa or something like that but he was good I don't mean to knock Chris Billa it's just compared to the rest of the guys in the lineup you know what I'm saying not as yeah great. absolutely but this but, is just 
this is just bringing me back to all my favorite years as a Blazers fan, like really high on the Blazers this year. And ESPN doesn't even have them making the playoffs. Yeah, the worldwide leader in sports. Um, <laughs> in sharks, maybe. I don't know. I think, I think, like I said, I think they're, they're going to be right up there. I mean, I think obviously LeBron just re-signed for a couple of years. The Lakers yeah. are champions. No player option, though. They were careful with that because like, you ain't leaving us after four years. <laughs> Yeah, but I think obviously it's going to, you know, win LeBron. He's went to how many finals minus the one oh, year God. in a row. I think anytime. So to say that the Blazers, oh, we got all, I mean, we got to understand we're not capping too hard out here as well. That <laughs> there's, you know, I think even Steph, Clay, obviously that injury is devastating, but I think they're going to be very competitive. Steph Old coming back, Steph's great. Five minute center. Whew. Like, Minnesota's I mean, going to, I think elite. Minnesota's taking that leap this year because Cat's done being missing the playoffs. He's pissed. He's I was going to say, angry. they've been supposed to make the playoffs since I think Kevin Love was there. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, and hey, I'm, I'm a Midwest guy. I grew up in Iowa. So I'm, you know, casually followed Minnesota. And yeah, I, All, I really the only Cap- team in the Midwest besides Chicago, if you look mm-hmm. at like with generally. Them. But yeah, yeah, Minnesota, man. Anthony Edwards doesn't even really like basketball that much, and he's that good at it. Could you imagine if he tried harder? Hey, hoopheads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. I know that's your guy. I, you know, I didn't realize just looking into it, I didn't realize he was all defensive. I think that, you know, to me, that was and what Georgia? was kind of... Oh, you're talking about Portland. Yeah, I didn't realize um, that Covington was all defensive. I mean, that was one of the yeah. biggest holes as a Blazer fan was who who's our guy. And obviously in the NBA, it's really hard to defend anybody. Um, but who's going to be that person that, you know, can just be, you know, take somebody that's, you know, instead of letting James Harden get 40, they're holding them to, you know, high 20s, low 30s, and just kind of be, you know, and, and having them be an inefficient night. I think that's where they had kind of lacked previously. Yeah. Um, and what were you, you know, I'm, I'm actually a Wizards fan. Um, Bradley, yeah. the last two, two years they've came, he had 40 and 50 um, the last time. So Dude, I, I love watching I the Wizards back in the day be, when they had, um, when they just had Otto Porter starting out and everything, they were fun to watch. Continue. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, absolutely. So I think, I think the Blazers have, you know, I'm excited as a Blazers fan as I was doing the prep for today, seeing how competitive that things are going to be with once everybody's healthy. I think Zach Collins, he had shown some promise was that um, before the injury. I mean, he was playing well as a rookie and then in his second year before he got hurt last year. Yeah. So on the last I episode, I had. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, that would be interesting to see um, who, uh, without Whiteside, because he uh, he did came, come in and play well last year. Yeah. Um, after they he got still him. on the team? 
No, he resigned with Sacramento. He signed with Sacramento. That's fine. We don't need him. <laughs> I think did his job though. Team here in the West. Oh yeah, Andre, dude. I mean, what team isn't in the West? I was gonna say top to bottom, the West is tough, and I mean, hopefully the the league's still really young, you know, right now. But you're starting to see some of those guys that are getting that experience from a Bradley Beal, from a Damian Lillard to a CJ McCollum. Oh, yeah. Some of those guys that when they came in, they were really young. And there was a couple of years where the league wasn't that, you know, it was down just because the ages were down. But now some of those guys are getting that experience. Oh, yeah. You, you ever um, listen to Pull Up with CJ? Uh, from time to time. I, I catch every episode because I go back and forth. Is my favorite player Dame? Is it CJ? You know it's Dame. But CJ's got the podcast Heat, and he's going to be a journalist. I think he's going to be a coach, a journalist, and a member of like the board of the NBA when he's done because the dude is a basketball mind. You look at what he's able to do at his height for the game of basketball, it's, it's, it's uncharted territory other than maybe like you go back to the last generation. Dwayne Wade was obviously the guy, you know, but in our generation coming up, the, the kids that are my age to your age, um, us cats, I think CJ is one of the best shooting guards to do it. And if you don't make the all-star game this year, they got to put some respect on his name. He's not, he's uh, not, that's a little bit of cat because he's not there yet, but he's not even, I don't even think he's had his best season yet. You know what I mean? I think this might I, be it. I, I think I'm with you. Um, but if we're going to start talking about all-star appearances and whatnot, <laughs> like don't, Bradley Beal got absolutely disrespected last oh, year. Oh, dude, that's just and I thought guys. you were going to say I was wrong about CJ, but I agree with you on Bradley. But I, so I guess the, as the uh, as the discussion lines goes, who are you taking off? Thirty a game, <laughs> thirty a game. I mean, who are you taking off though? If yeah, if you're if saying CJ should be an all star, who's CJ's taking off? Mike Conley this generation. <laughs> Mike Conley, you know, but Mike Conley's broke now. We can talk some jazz trash because people are saying. Mike Conley was better than Damian Lillard and stuff like that. I'm like, you, you are off your rocker, NBA Twitter. Man, I mean, they when they had Zach Randolph and the grit and grind in, oh, in Memphis, yeah. I mean, those teams were tough. But it's, I mean, it it's a different. Every know, dog has their day. But don't say Mike Conley is better than Dame now. Because I saw that on Twitter. Correct. Oh, absolutely. I saw, I saw people saying, there was a Lakers fan, of course, a, a LeBron fan. Um, and he was saying stuff about Dame like that. Um, Dame's not an all-star guard. I'm like, are you high right now? He might have been baked. I'll ask him later, like maybe in a couple hours. Like, were you stoned a few hours ago? Because that was just crazy talk. Um, big respect for him, though. Yeah. He's got great tweets usually, but I had to call him out on that one because they're like, oh, yeah, Portland's not making the playoffs. I'm like, I think they're a lot. Like, because God forbid Nurkic or Covington gets hurt, that Collins is stepping up. Collins has an injury history. They got Cantor stepping up. So they, they're mm-hmm. loaded. They got they got a third line that Cantor used to start for, like, the Jazz and the Thunder, and he's the third center on the lineup right now as mm-hmm. far as, as far as you know, time will tell if he moves up, if he can get better on the defensive end. But they need defense, man, and Zach Collins is going to be the one providing it with Nurk. Twin power. Well, and that's where the Harry Giles one-year deal is interesting because Beautiful. he, he can put tremendous value, but also the injury history. The thing that I do like with the Blazers is they do have they are their depth, and I'm very curious to see how injuries play a fact yeah. or play in a factor. Hopefully, they don't. But you're seeing the NFL know. with limited training. Hope you know NBA doing without a bubble. 
there's going to be some different things. So I'm curious yeah. how COVID, the, the weird off season, like what was it, however many days in like, you know, for some of those teams, they've had a long time off and they had, to, you know, I know um, the Pistons and the teams that didn't have their like training camp, but that's way different, yeah. you know, and that was several weeks ago. So they're coming in with only, you know, I think we're starting the season in three weeks. So they're going to, I think training camp open today. Um, and then they're playing and they're still playing. I mean, 72 instead of 82, I believe games. Yeah. But that'll be nice. I'm sure LeBron's loving that. <laughs> well, I think everybody is, I think, yeah. you know, the wear and tear of their bodies, it's, you know, there's the balance and especially those teams that did make deep runs, Jimmy Butler, like, let's not forget how good he was. Oh, oh gosh. And I think Tyler Hero coming back, I, you know, I think they, they're, you know, the NBA is going to be competitive this year if it can stay healthy. Ooh, we're looking at running the gauntlet in the East. We probably got, like you're saying, the Heat for sure up there. The Celtics, it kind of hurt right now, but they got Peyton Pritchard backing him up. He's NBA ready, I think. <laughs> um, he's not going to get points, but he's he's a good guy to have you backing up because he's going to lay it all on the floor just like Kemba. Um, guy from Oregon. Wanted to throw hands with Neil O'Shea when he didn't draft him in the second round because he went in the first round. But that's like, I think it would have been a good pick at, uh, what was it, 16 the Blazers had if they were going to get rid of Isaiah Stewart anyway. But then I saw what they did with Isaiah Stewart using him, I believe, to get Derek Jones Jr., if that's correct. I believe so. So I'm cool with Neil O'Shea again. It's all fist bumps if I see him when I come to Portland, when we rip off some pods in Portland, me and you. But yeah, man, uh, it's going to be the, probably the Heat, the Celtics, Bucks, of course, and then the Nets running the gauntlet. And then you got teams after that. You got the Hawks on the come up. They had a great free agency. Um, you got some teams. Well, and not to mention, you got Billy Donovan, who was coach of the year in Chicago with a lot of young talent. And, and you can, everybody now, you know, in the East, you can slip in as the seven or eight seed. You know, with oh, easily. and the magic, Markel Fultz is good again. So you got teams on top of teams. The league is, the league is probably going to be at an all time dopamine high for fans this year because it's just like, if you're an NBA fan, your team has a chance. Um, even the Pistons got a Grant brother and him paired up with Griffin. Those are twin towers, man. Like, I don't know. And they, they still got Derrick Rose. There's some stuff about trading for John Wall. I think John Wall is trying to win a ring. He would be pissed to go there. He should stay with the Wizards. They got Hasimura. They got some good pieces. It's going to be an exciting year in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, on the way too early pick for the finals, who you got? Ooh, every year I say Blazers and I, I get shit on for it, dude. But this year, man, I'm going to have to go not with the Blazers just because the Lakers are still on their high. I hate saying it, dude. But they got Anthony Davis, man. Unless he like okay. breaks his leg, they're going, and I think it's Lakers Bucks. But I think Giannis is winning a ring this year. Ooh, who do you have? Ooh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Like betting against LeBron at any point is never a good idea. <laughs> no sir. Um, I mean, for the last ten of the last eleven years, in the one year he was doing his first year in LA is is what it is. Um, but I would say, yeah, the Lakers and then coming out of the East, I think the Celtics, I think Jason Tatum's elite. Um, yeah. I think he's going to take the next step. Dude, um, that Lakers-Celtics really, really yeah, I think Big it would rivalry. be. Um, I, I think, 
I think it's going to be very interesting because Atlanta ha- does have better players around Trey Young. I'm curious to see what Gordon Hayward and Lamelo yeah. Ball do in Charlotte. Yeah, um, I think Gordon Hayward. Um, I think he was the guy we were talking about. How Melo took a backseat is going to take a backseat this year. I think he was the guy with with the injury, but even before the injury, I could he see was it. the guy where minutes were going to be pinched anyway um, with the talent they had on their. And roster. he just wants to win anyway. He's not a he's not a diva. Yeah, and I think, you know, with Lamelo Ball, I, I'm, you know, I don't watch international hoops as much as I should, and I'm not going to claim to have any evaluation on how he played. Um, I think anytime a guy goes in the top in, in the lottery and you're number one or, you know, you're a top five pick, I think your talent's undeniable. Yeah. Um, if he's as good as people think he is with Gordon oh, Hayward yeah. being able to stretch the floor. Well, he was getting um, 30 point triple doubles, cherry picking and shit, but he didn't really play defense. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of his defense in the league. Surprisingly, because most people get to the NBA and they're like, do I have to play defense coach? But like, I really see him taking a step up and actually trying on defense because what he was doing in the NBL in us, it was Australia, right? Uh, yeah, that will, that'll be the interesting part of he this was just whole cherry thing. picking, bro. And I don't think he's going to cherry pick anymore. I think he's going to get back on defense and grind like Lonzo. Well, I'm curious to see how he does with coaching, um, just in general. And I don't know Lamelo Ball. I think you know, his, like I said, his talent is definitely there. Oh yeah. Um, but as you've seen, you know, through the different places, he's bounced around a little bit. And every, you know, everybody has their story, and everybody has their reasons for leaving different situations. But you know, I don't know where the coaching and where the gaps in his games are because as you bounce around, there's there's things that get missed. And I, obviously, yeah. he's prepared. Well, well, look at Anthony Bennett balling out at UNLV against subpar competition. Really, that year in his in his conference, not I mean UNLV plays in a power conference, but not that year. It, it couldn't really be classified as that when Anthony Bennett was playing. And um, other than UNLV, they ran the gauntlet, but. He got to the league and it just wasn't, wasn't the same. You know, he wasn't as explosive and all of that, but you know, he's still, he's still as someone who was, I believe, was he number one or number two? I think he was number one mm-hmm. with the Cavs. Um, boy, have they had bad luck drafting, <laughs> but well, and but Anthony Bennett, you know, he went overseas. He played in the, the G League and he did well. Um, he almost got invited back to the NBA a couple times because he's an elite player. It's just not a number one pick player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So time will tell with uh, Le- ah, not LiAngelo, Lamelo playing against equal competition if he can rise above um, because we've seen some issues with Lonzo not being able to compete as well, um, even though LeVar thinks his kids are going to be as good as LeBron or better. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. It, it's inter- it's going to be very interesting. There's a lot of different different lines around the league. And I think the Blazers, I think as the year is going to go, um, if they can stay healthy as they mesh, I think anytime, you know, you're bringing guys in, um, there's going to be that, that time that takes, you know, I don't think they're have any dreams of going 72 and nine or, you no. know, or 62 and 10, whatever it happens to be this year, but to see where they stack up. Cause I think yeah. talent wise, they are, I, I think they're going to be four or five just because the West is so good. Um, yeah. Also to mention, on the I East, that just bounce back real quick to the East. Um, one stat is uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I do hope KD comes back well. Um, I know you've been good on the last pod. but um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> but I think I'm really excited for him. I think when he's good, and I think the more better, you know, every, when everybody's healthy, the league's better. And I think for him specifically, I'm very curious to see how he, how he does because – 
I think in OKC, he was elite. I think when he was with Golden State, he was their best player, elite elite. Um, and then that injury happened. I mean, I saw him in the Western Conference Finals, elite. Like, yeah. he's just he's, at his top. He had just, you know, they had beaten LeBron. Like, at their top, top, he was he was the best player on the best team one year yeah. and then he got injured. Yeah, and so I, I, I and I think it's going to be curious how Kyrie does. Um, yeah, he's you're bringing up you know, two guys that have history, like Kyrie with the Cavs and Golden State. Kevin Durant go down as some of the most fun players to watch in the playoffs, and I, I would put him in the top twenty with ease, man, of the top playoff performances of, of all time in the top twenty, but not above the top 10 or anything crazy like that. I'd put him in the lower 20s. (laughs) But that Kyrie shot against against Steph, who was guarding him pretty darn close, and then Kevin Durant just annihilating the Cavs time after time. Nothing you can do to guard him. They tried everyone. They tried Kevin Love on him. Kevin Love's got locked down, and it's just (laughs) Kevin Love was not keeping up with Golden State KD. And uh, they're going to be fun to watch together, let's just say, because I think as much credit as LeBron gets, I think Kevin Durant would be a more fun player to play with just because it's like he's unselfish. I don't know what it is. He doesn't average a lot of assists, but he's not hes not like one of those guys like that has to have the ball. He is and he isn't. You know what I mean? He'll do what it takes to win, and that's why I love him, and that's why I think he made the finals so many years with the Thunder. Um, I, be, I believe it was several times, you know. Um, oh no! They just made it once. Oh, uh, when, once? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. They, then they, they were a they couple blew, years they made the That was that. Yeah, yeah, but that was a run they had, you know, with Ibaka and those guys. Um, and and we're coming up on we're coming up on a good period for basketball, man. That red number seven on those KDs that he has, fire, and that red number set. Well, red jersey, white number seven. Um, on these jerseys, I can't wait to see some of these jerseys, man. Not to mention Portland's Oregon jersey. Um, that one's fire. But hey, it's been a pleasure, you know, talking basketball with you, man. Excited to have Joel Lincoln here as the Col- Cole. We're not in West Virginia. I don't. I don't produce Cole. Excited to have Joel here as the co-host for Blazing the Path going forward. And uh, got the hot takes out of the way from me, so I won't be doing those anymore. I'm not Skip Bayless. Keep them coming. Keep them piping. I, dude, can, I don't want to do back it. Down. I want to be like the ringer. I want to be like the ringer where they just talk analytics and, like, solid basketball facts. Like, that's what I want this podcast to be. And that's all you talk. Like, you call me out when I'm capping, so that you'll balance <laughs> me out, man. And you're a perfect co-host. So, all right, man. Appreciate it, man. We're excited. And uh, everyone, stay tuned. Yeah, absolutely. Stay safe and make sure you pronounce it Oregon, not Oregon. Oh, Oregonians like you. <laughs> Learn something new about Portland culture every day. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I appreciate the time. and looking forward to uh, next Wednesday. We'll drop the next episode, probably talking a little bit more um, about free agency, breaking down the roster, maybe address the cap a little bit. Absolutely. Take care, Joel. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, 
production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit mypodcastmanager.com to get started. Thanks for tuning in to Blazing the Path, a Portland Trailblazers podcast hosted by Rob Hetherington. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts for weekly episodes. 